Um, all right, so I want to just talk a little bit before we do baptisms and also eat together. And I want to read just this verse in Isaiah 60, verses 1. If you can, would you please stand as we read this verse together? Isaiah 60, verse 1. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. I wanted to like embrace this, so maybe I want to read this together, all of us, congregation. One, two, three, go. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you, for indeed the glory of the Lord does rise upon us. And we thank you, Father, for you are good and you are amazing. And we pray, Jesus, that may you speak to our hearts so that we do like that, to arise and shine, for our light has come, for the glory of the Lord has risen upon us. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Go ahead and have a seat. If you have any question of why we do what we are doing, um, you know, why we, we are reaching out to young people, supporting young people, uh, why we are, uh, you know, uh, talking about mental health, why are we talking about prayer, why are we talking about all of these Ufulu festivals, sort conference, whatever it is, it's because we are excited about this mission, which is bringing upcoming generations to Christ for transformation. Bringing upcoming generations to Christ for transformation. If we do anything else and does not really answer the question, are we bringing upcoming generations to Christ for transformation in doing this, then we are going the, right, we're going the wrong way. We're going the wrong direction. But if whatever we are doing, we are saying, yes, it is bringing upcoming generations to Christ for transformation, then we're on the right track. And we're so excited. You know, uh, when you think about transformation, this is not just about uh, somebody just saying, hey, I have confessed Jesus, that's it. It ends there. No, 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 no. This is saying, I'm a follower of Jesus. I want to be a disciple of Jesus at work, in my relationships, in my family, in my school, in how I do life. That's what transformation is. Because Jesus Christ wants to change every part of our lives. He wants to reach out to every part of our lives. Uh, and then the question becomes, why upcoming generations? You know, what's going on there? Why upcoming generations? It makes sense. It makes sense to reach out to upcoming generations. And I was uh, shocked, uh, you know, getting to read a little bit about uh, this survey uh, that the uh, Malawi National uh, Statistics Institute came up with in 2018. They saw that uh, 44% of Malawi is under the age of 15. Isn't that insane? 44%. This means um, also there is, you know, uh, 30, uh, sorry, this is 44%. And then 34% is uh, the ages between 16 and 34. Between 16 and 34 uh, is under the age of 35. You know what that means? That means 78% is under the age of 35. And then 18%, 18% is at the ages between 35 or 36 and 64, 18%. And only 4% is above 65. 
yeah, 65, just 4% um, of Malawi, you know. And these, these numbers are shocking. This is just 2018. They're kind of like the latest that they had. Uh, I don't know the, the recent numbers, but they probably might not be far off, far off from this, uh, you know, this reality. So if you go check out that report, uh, actually there's a crazy insight to talk about urbanization and all kinds of things that are happening. And Malawi is actually one of the most urbanized uh, countries as well. And uh, when you're thinking about urbanization, it's not only just people coming to the cities, but actually the cities themselves are growing. Like population within the city is actually growing. There's more babies, you know. People, like, it's happening. Like we're growing, you know. It's absolutely amazing. So it definitely makes sense that everywhere you're going to look in Malawi, you're going to see young people. You're going to see upcoming generations to Christ for transformation. Now, the way we think about this is that if you think of church in two parts, if you think of church as the ministry side of church and the mission side of church, the ministry side of church is about discipleship and growing people and uh, you know, deepening our faith, whoever comes here. Whatever we are doing here, that's like the ministry side of church. Uh, that one is for everybody. You know, it doesn't matter what age you are at. You could be three years old. You could be 70 years old. You know, it's for everybody here. Do we have a 70 year old in here? No? No? All right. Okay. We're growing. We're getting there. Um, ministry is going to be for everybody. Discipleship is going to be for everybody. But when it comes to the mission side of church, like the going out, the reaching out, then that's going to be tailor-made to young people only. You know, this is when we say, hey, can all of us just like put our efforts together and we go and reach out to young people? You know, that's why we're going to do stuff like the Ufulu Festival. This is why we're going to do stuff like the college outreaches. This is why we're going to do, you know, stuff like the SOT Conference, Summit for African Leadership Transformation, where we bring these young people together to talk to them about how they can be better leaders where they're at. You know, so that the going out is just for young people. So we're going to do stuff that are tailor-made for young people uh, because one of our values is reaching young people better, you know. Uh, so we're going to wrestle with how can we reach young people better. Um, so it makes sense uh, for us to do that. But whoever God brings here, there'll be, you know, uh, we're going to do here, it's going to be for everybody. So everybody's welcome in the church. Makes sense? All right. Looking at Isaiah. You know, this passage that we have read, you know, today. You know, because we have a mission, you know, to reach out to young people, to bring up coming generations to Christ for transformation, there will be times sometimes that we can be complacent. There will be times sometimes we get too comfortable. You know, we get too comfortable. You know, or we make this church just as a comfort, you know, um, and young people begin to be like, I don't know if I want to be a part of that. You know, um, you know, we could uh, be overwhelmed with the need around us. Uh, the needs are huge. There's a lot of uh, need around us. And we can be so overwhelmed by this. And sometimes you can find yourself not just being comfortable where you are and not really moving towards where and chill. God through Isaiah says this to you. Arise, shine, for your light has come, for the glory of the Lord rises upon you. The glory of the Lord rises upon you. This is an invitation that God wants 
us to pay attention to where we are planted. Uh, there's an invitation here. There is, this is both an encouragement but also a rebuke at the same time. It is an encouragement to those that feel discouraged. It is an encouragement. Maybe you feel discouraged uh, because of you know, failures that you have encountered in your life. Maybe you feel discouraged uh, because, yeah, you're overwhelmed with a need around you uh, and your help just feels like a drop in the ocean, you know, uh, that kind of feeling. Uh, maybe you are discouraged uh, because, you know, you, you don't feel like you have a sense of purpose or maybe a sense of calling. Uh, or you're discouraged, maybe you feel like, I don't know if I have what it takes. I don't think I have the right uh, gifting, you know, as other people. And you might be feeling discouraged. Uh, that's a word for you. Arise and shine for the glory of the Lord. Your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. But also, this is actually a rebuke. This is a rebuke. You know, it's a rebuke for those that are feel so comfortable and just sitting. They don't want to move because they're so comfortable. They don't want to move towards where God is calling them. They don't want to change anything. They don't want Jesus to affect anything, any part of their lives. They're just so comfortable where they're at. They're just being lazy. It's a rebuke. Arise. Stand up. Arise and shine. For the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Your light has come. Your light has come. So what do we see here? What do we see in this passage? Arise and shine. What that means is that we rise and God shines. We rise and God shines. God is calling us to do our part, but he's going to do the rest. God says, you rise up. Stand up. Shine. You rise up. Through his grace and through his mercy, he's going to put a spotlight on you. When you rise, when you stand, you rise up. And I want to, you know, when I read this, is in the first of all, I was like, okay, so I'm, I'm rising up and then I'm shining a light. But actually, this is not what it is. You know, you're going to rise up. Your part is actually to rise up and to move into what God is calling you. But it is God who's actually putting a spotlight on you. It is God who is doing, you know, the shining. He's putting a spotlight on you because he's the source of light, isn't he? He's the source of light. You know, and sometimes our mistake is that we rise and we put a spotlight on ourselves. And he says, no, your light has come. Your light has come for the glory of the Lord. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. It's not just your own light. It is God's glory that rises upon you. And when you rise up and you stand, you realize that actually what is calling you is that he wants you to reflect the light. He wants you to reflect the light who is Jesus himself. You know, this is what it means to rise and to shine and not to just put a spotlight on ourselves, but that we can reflect the light of the world who is Jesus. What does this mean? This means that we're going to bring our service to God. We're going to bring our service to God. That's us rising up. Bringing your service to God, it's you rising up. But what God does with that, that's up to God. That's not up to you. He will shine his own light in the way that he wanted to. So we are not going to bring our services and determine how we want that to work or to look like. We're going to bring our service to God. We're going to bring our gifts to God. We're going to bring our generosity to God and let God use that for his glory. Amen. So rise and shine. We're not going to worry about 
what we bring to God, how he's going to work that out, how he's going to move in that. God will do it. So rise up. Rising up is about taking your position. Taking up your position so that he can light his light on you. Rising up is about taking responsibility. This is on you. This is not God doing the rising up. It's you are the one that's doing the rising up. So you are the one that's doing it. No, that means there's a call for us as a church. How does this look like for us? What does rising up for us look like as a church? Maybe it's to continue to be generous, to be a generous community. That could be us rising to say, God, we bring our gifts together and we give it to you, Jesus. Could be to be a more praying community that we're going to come to God in prayer together. That's rising up as a church. That means we are more concerned to love people well. In communal revival. You know, your personal resolve is going to result in communal revival. If every single one of us is determined to be like, no, I'm going to, you know, live a prayer life that's showing that I'm stepping into what God is calling me. If every single one of us says, no, I'm going to love the way God wants me to love my neighbors. If every single one of us says, no, I'm going to step into what God is calling me. If every single one of us was to make a resolve, the unpersonal resolve, it's going to result into a communal revival. It's going to into a communal revival. There will be refreshing wind from Jesus sweeping over us. So are you willing to rise and shine? Are you willing to obey God? Are you willing to obey God? Because what happens is that our disobedience affects other people. But so does our obedience. You know, if you're going to disobey God, it will affect you, but also it's going to affect some people around your life. But your obedience also does affect people around you. If we were, all of us were to obey God, there will be this ripple effect. The flood logo you know, that we've got, the flood logo, has like these circles in it with an F in the middle. And the idea in the middle is that us as a community, we are thrown into that middle part. And what you're seeing around, this is actually a ripple effect. The impact that we are making in our community, the, the impact that we are making around us. If we choose to obey God, we're going to create that in this community, in this city. We're going to see God changing lives, young people coming to know Jesus, young people living for God. So are you willing to obey God? Are you willing to obey Jesus? Are you willing to rise up and shine? One thing that I think sometimes uh, hinders us from uh, obeying God is because we want to be in control of the results we get from our obedience. You know, so you say, hey, like, I'm going to obey God in this area of my life, and this is the outcome I want to receive. Because we consider that to be success. But actually, that's not how it works. To God, your very obedience is success. Your very obedience to God, that's you rising up. Because God is going to shine his light. He's going to do whatever he wants to do with your obedience. And you cannot control that. But God is going to do a good job with that. So we rise, God shines. Number two, we rise and God gets the glory. We rise and God gets the glory. He says, for your light has come. For the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Has risen upon you. 
we're going to rise up because we realize that actually, you know, God has already been shining his light. And when you rise up, when you take your, your responsibility, when you take your place, when you realize, no, I need to stand up where God is calling me, you will find out that God has already been shining his light in that space. He has already been putting a spotlight for a long time. He has already been shining his light there. So you rise. But when you rise, it's not so that people can worship you, can say, wow, you're amazing. Wow, I cannot believe you rose from that. I cannot believe you were so stuck in that heartbreak and you, you stood up out of it. I cannot believe you were in so much pain, but you stood out of it. You are amazing. No, this is not what it is. It's that when we rise, it is God who gets the glory. Because what's going to happen is that because when we stand up for God, he's going to put his spotlight on you. And guess what? In the light, things are going to get exposed, right? Beautiful things will get exposed. Like gifts that God has put in you will get exposed. But also some ugly things are going to get exposed. Limitations that you've got will get exposed. But you are safer to be exposed in God's presence than outside of it. Because your hope, your help is actually found in God's presence than anywhere else. Because with your limitations, when you actually realize your limitations, what happens is that when you are in God's presence, you don't see your limitations as a curse but as a gift, something that you can give to God. So God uses that for his glory. So do you have a brokenness that maybe sometimes you're like, no, if I'm going to rise, that brokenness is going to get exposed, so I'd rather not do it. I want to challenge you. You've got to rise up still because your hope is in God and nothing else. So rise and shine. God is calling you to show his glory into the world. And he has chosen you to be, to be his plan A as he puts his glory into the world, as he puts his kingdom on display into the world. He says, I want you to be the one that I use as I show, how, as I show people how good and gracious I am. So how can we do this practically? Number one, we need to be intentional. We've got to be intentional. You know, rising up, this does not happen by mistake. You know, it's not just like you stand up by mistake. This is actually you being intentional. You actually taking charge. You literally standing up and rising up and taking your spirit away. God has called you. So maybe we're going to ask yourself a question. What are things that you could do to position yourself so that you can rise and shine for God. So you've got to be intentional. This is not, this just doesn't happen to you. You've got to make a decision today. You've got to rise up, rise up. And then get interested, get interested. Um, you know, we need to be interested in what God is. Like Jesus can rescue people that had, uh, you know, that were so broken and were in despair. So get interested in the things that God is building in you. Because God is actually building amazing things in you or wants to build amazing things in you. So get interested in those things and say, I want to see that in my life. So we're going to rise. What about in our church? You know, the stuff that God is doing. Maybe as a church we can rise because we're more interested in what God is building and doing. And lastly, consider. Consider the things that are still keeping you down. What's hindering you? 
from taking your place where God has called you? What is a hindrance for you? For some of you, it could be maybe failures. Maybe you've experienced a failure in the past. And now you have somehow are living a life as though failure defines you. But you're not defined by your mistakes. Jesus says to you, arise and shine. Your light has come for the glory of the world has risen upon you. Some of you maybe are stuck in unforgiveness, in anger and resentment. And you're letting that define you and get hold of you. Jesus says, arise and shine, for the light of the Lord has risen upon your time. Your light has come. You've got to rise up. Some of you see yourself as unworthy or you feel you're disqualified to be used by God. But he says to you, so rise and shine. Rising up means we're going to take charge. And sometimes taking charge means letting go of certain things, surrendering stuff to God. Surrendering stuff to Jesus means giving Jesus things. And I want to take a moment this morning. First of all, just pray for yourself around this. You know, maybe God is inviting you. Some of you already know I need to take charge in that. God wants me to rise up in that area of my life. You already know what that is for you. Maybe you can just pray for a moment for courage. And then uh, we're going to do sign up. So just take a moment right now to pray for yourself. Maybe some of you have already started to move into that, but you're afraid. Just say, God, help me to know that you're here and I'm not alone. God, we come to you this morning. You're calling us to rise for then we're going to experience God who shines a spotlight on us. God, we pray that may you help us, Lord, to rise and shine wherever you have planted us, that we don't need to go somewhere else. We don't need to start from elsewhere. We are right where you want us to be. And help us embrace your calling right where we are. Give us courage and strengthen us, God. In the name of Jesus. Amen.